So I know for a fact medicine is a field that I will continue to do, but at the same time, I will do a lot more because I think providing a service, especially within health, it's not going to be limited to just medicine. I think there's so many different ways to do it. And social media, I think, is a really important platform. You are listening to Stream. Every bone in my body was like, you are not doing this, this is wrong. Keep the conversation going and remain top of mind. Challenges are not supposed to stop you. The priorities and the things that we value have entirely changed. What we think influences what we say and how we behave. Taking the first step will reveal the next step. We try and create tomorrow what didn't exist today. It's not going to be perfect. You have to just keep moving forward. Welcome to Stream, a platform where different streams of consciousness come together to share stories of struggles and success. I'm your host, Marisa Logan. This episode is sponsored by OLX South Africa. OLX, the online classifieds where you can buy and sell pretty much anything, is celebrating all hustlers. Those that are working to make some extra money and those who are looking to save some money by making smart purchases. These hustlers work to make and get the best deals so that they can live their best lives. OLX is on the hunt for South Africa's ultimate side hustler in their latest competition, hashtag OLX Hone Your Hustle, which is launching next week. You can stand a chance to win 10,000 Rand in cash, a red and yellow digital marketing course valued at 16,500 Rand, and 5,000 Rand in OLX ad spend. Visit OLX South Africa on Facebook and Twitter for more details. So if your 9 to 5 isn't cutting it and your side hustle is where it's at, then this episode of Stream is for you. Hi, Zimeth. Thank you so much for joining us today on the stream. Um, for those listening or watching today, I'm very interested to hear more about Zimeth's profession, being in the medical industry, especially during this time. So I actually don't think I can do justice doing an introduction for you. So I'm going to hand over to you. If you could just do a little intro, tell us about where you grew up. I know it was in KZN. Just a little bit of a brief background on you and then I'll start off with a couple of questions from there. Sure. Um, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of yours ever since seeing you on Wellness Fingerprint and seeing your page. I'm extremely excited for this and thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. I am Dr. Zime Shabalala. I am a qualified medical doctor, a health and fitness enthusiast, part-time model, and just a lover of life overall. I grew up in Guzulu Natal in KZN, a small town called Ladysmith. I'm not too sure if anyone actually knows where it is. It's a tiny town in KZN. And I went to school in Peter Maritzburg or near Durban. And then from there, I actually went to University of Cape Town and did medicine there. I'm the youngest out of five children. So yeah, I'm, what do you call it? A spoiled little child, but was raised by an incredible mother, very strong and independent, someone I look up to. And yeah, I don't know what else or more you want to hear. 
That's awesome. Well, I think it's fascinating that you're finding time on your hands to juggle more than just one career, even just adding something <laughs> to the mix when you're in the medical profession. So I think let's start off there. How did you actually decide to study medicine and to follow a career or the career that you have followed so far? So I knew I wanted to be a doctor from a young age. And I know that sounds extremely cliche because everyone says that oh, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I want to say lives but for some reason I think from the age of five I knew I wanted to be a doctor and back then I didn't actually know the reason why but as I grew up I sort of saw the dynamics of my family and got to understand my personality a little bit more so my father he was an educator and was extremely passionate about books and education and my mom started off as a nurse and then eventually went into business as we got older so I fell in love with books from a very young age. I thought learning was, it was an escape for me because I was an introverted child, but I just loved the thought that I could, you know, put my nose in a book and learn as much as possible and not have to go anywhere. So I knew I wanted to be in a career or field where I would continuously learn or constantly have to learn. And I didn't just want to be in a scientific field. I wanted to be in a field where I could have a balance of, you know, human interaction and get to understand people as well. So I thought medicine would be the perfect field for me because I would be forced to always learn as I went along. But at the same time, there's a huge element of having to understand people and having to interact with people with medicine. So I got into the field because I knew I wanted to be in some science field, but I wanted a really good balance of always being able to learn and being able to interact with people in the process. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's incredible. And um, a big part of why I've always been fascinated by the medicine industry, doctors and sort of professions in different fields when it comes to science. Um, I, even more so this year, um, can you give us sort of insight of what this, because no doubt um, your industry has interesting and challenging moments and times that you've probably experienced in your career. 2020 has probably been a completely different ball game. And if you can give us sort of some insights of how, what you've experienced, how it's been for you going through this global pandemic. So, I mean, I think you summarized it perfectly. 2020 has been something else. I don't think any of us expected it. Um, it has been challenging in the medical field because, you know, I'm sure back in the day before me, doctors had to go through, you know, influenza and SARS for the first time. They probably felt the same now with this pandemic. But having to go into work and not really know what to expect or what's hitting you. So... First of all, it took us by surprise because it's something that we've never been prepared for, something we didn't study or learn. And every single day is a new challenge because you have all these different guidelines and new things that you need to do and learn on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's very challenging to be a healthcare practitioner during this time because I think I've said it before, I mean, the exact amount of anxiety that everyone else is feeling or was feeling at the beginning, we've experienced the exact same thing as a healthcare practitioner. But my job doesn't allow me the space to be anxious for a long time. And I say that with caution because I think it's okay to be anxious as a person. But at the same time, I'm in a field of service where as much as I'm anxious, I have to kick into gear and go, listen, I have a job to do. I'm a healthcare provider. As much as I'm anxious and I don't know what's happening, I need to find a way to put comfort and service to you. 
So it's been a very different year, difficult year, but it's taught me a lot of things in terms of just my personality and resilience and also being able to, you know, adapt and change with times. And I'm sure this is not the first time I'm going to come across something like this in the health field, but it's definitely the first time that we've had to experience something of this huge impact in the world, you know. And I know you started off saying that sort of wellness and health is a big part of your life, um, of course, and, and like you've just said that you guys too experience a lot of similar things that everyone's going through, but obviously because of your job, you're sort of forced to pull yourself together. How do you, at the same time, like you mentioned, how do you have that boundary, but at the same time allow yourself to feel, to process, to how do you look after your own mental health when your job is basically putting other people first? I think you have to have, for me personally, I have a very good like support structure or system. So when I go to work, I know I have a job to do. But at the same time, I try not, you know, pretend like I'm not human. So when I'm with the patient, I don't want to create a barrier of, okay, I'm your doctor and this is what has to happen. And I'm telling you this, I have to understand that there's a whole person or human being on the other side. So I try and tap into that nature of, okay, what would I want to tell, you know, my mom or my grandmother? How would I want to treat my uncle? It's not just a patient. It's, you know, someone, a human being receiving news. But at the same time, I can't do that every day without, you know, rolling up in a ball and rocking back and forth and crying myself to sleep. So being able to come home and have people where, you know, I can debrief and tell all the stories of what I experienced in the clinic today. At the same time, I think health is really essential to me. I'm very passionate about it. So if I feel if I didn't have a passion for providing a service in health, I wouldn't be able to do it every day. So when I wake up, I don't see going to work as a burden. I see it, you know, something exciting and a challenge for me. So having that constant motivator of I like what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. There's a reason why I'm doing it, you know. In the moments where I feel weak, where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing because it's all new. I'm like, you need to be strong at this point of time because there's a reason why you're here. You have a purpose and that's why you're here. So you need to gather all the strength you can find. Do what you have to do. Go back home, rejuvenate and do it again the next day. So I don't know. It's a balance of having a very good support structure and system and just knowing yourself and having a passion for what you're doing mm -hmm. overall. Gosh, yeah, that's next level inspiring because you have to be so resilient. And already I know your hours or within your field, you have very limited leave or off time. And how's it been during this period as well? Because obviously you guys have had to put in so many extra hours. Have you had any sort of leeway with, with off time or any time to li literally just sit you know, set a boundary, sit back and, and sort of switch off from everything that's happening or how's it been? So I think luckily, because I think a lot of people have understood that it's not a normal situation that we're going through, they've tried to make provisions for doctors to have a lot of time off. So we've tried to sort of, how can I say it, save energy. So instead of us having to go into work at a certain hour and work continuously for 48 hours, for example, we're limited to like 24, so you have a little bit of a break so that you can rest and gear up. Otherwise, you would really burn out. <laughs> it's, it's burnout happens to everyone, no matter what field you're in. You can't deny it. It's a normal human experience. You can get burnt out. You can put yourself, you know, at a pedestal and want to work for 
48 hours straight, but it's not physically possible. So the good thing is that we've been given opportunity to sort of rest in between long stretches of like core hours. And that's been great because you've been able to sort of balance your time and you've had to force yourself to rest because a lot of the time you think you're a superhero, you want to carry on going. And then someone's like, no, sit down, take a break because you need to. So I've been fortunate enough that the people I've been working with, they've been sort of human enough to understand that we need to rest. So I haven't struggled as much with finding time to myself, um, which is a really great thing. Wow. So during this time as well, has there been a particular moment in 2020 where you were almost on the verge of quitting or felt that um, you just needed an outlet or a break or, you know, you mentioned a little bit of anxiety and the feelings that you had. Was there sort of a pivotal moment that you experienced where it was all a bit too much? Yeah, there was. It's a moment that I, like it stands out even when someone mentions as a pivotal moment for you, Sir. There's a moment that definitely stands out. There was a time when I was working in the COVID wards and we had a patient, quite a young male, being admitted into the ward at that time. And he was diagnosed with COVID-19. And both his parents were then admitted to the same ward. And it turned out that he actually passed it along to both his parents. And after two weeks later, the male recovered. He was ready to be discharged back home. And then both these parents had actually passed away. So that moment almost snapped me back into reality when I realized how severe this pandemic is. Because a lot of the time you can carry on going and you can just want to continue to fight something. But there are moments like that that will bring you back into reality and make you realize how realistic and how severe the pandemic is. So seeing someone, you know, healthy and young come in and innocently enough, he passed it on to his parents. So it wasn't something he did intentionally. It just happened. And then two weeks later, he's fine, but both of his parents had passed away. So to discharge someone as an orphan was a really, really difficult thing to have to deal with. So that was a definite pivotal moment in this entire pandemic when I realized how severe this is and the long-term effects of this pandemic as well. It, in our heads, all like 2020, this is when we're experiencing coronavirus, but a lot of people are losing people that are close to them. It's parents and grandparents, you know, it's friends. And we don't realize it because we might not be affected directly in terms of who we're losing. But the reason why we've been saying, you know, stay at home, social distance, wash your hands is because it's not really about you if you're young and healthy. If you're giving this to someone who's not so young and not so healthy, that has a huge impact on them. So that's, yeah, one of the moments that stand out for me, definitely. Gosh, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I've always known that to be in medicine, you need to have a thick skin, but to go through <laughs> that and to not be able to emotionally, you know, repetitively play these scenarios in your head. It's, it's incredible what you guys do. And, um, if achieving success is having purpose, what would you say your purpose in life is? Wow, 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 wow. that's a heavy question for anyone to. It's a very difficult and heavy question. I think, firstly, it's to assume that my purpose lies in success, which it can. A lot of the times, um, I think each person will define success in a different way, and that's okay. 
Personally, I do believe that I'm here in this industry for a reason. And I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. So I'm a firm believer in God and Christianity. I, I couldn't do what I do without him. So I think if I'm able to be in this life and achieve the purpose that he set out for me, then I'll know that I'm successful, if that makes sense. I know for a fact that I am in the medical field for a reason and I'm placed there for a reason. And I feel like I'm in that path to reaching my purpose and to success. As long as I know that I've provided a service to other people within that field, I will definitely say to myself, I've achieved success because that's how I define it. I don't know if that makes sense or that answers the answer. <laughs> no, completely. And um, what would you say with in the same sort of space, what would you say is the most fulfilling part of your job? Is, this, is there some... Is this also something that you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? Or is this your chapter where you give back and you help and there's something else in the pipeline? What does your sort of future look like? I think the one thing that I love doing, it's, I don't know, part of my personality, I don't like putting myself in a box. And a lot of people see me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're a doctor. Immediately I start ticking off certain parts. I'm like, no, okay. I'm a lot more, <laughs> I'm a person before I'm a doctor. So I don't, I want to do medicine for the rest of my life. I love it. I, like I said in the beginning, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor from a young age. I know I'll die still being a doctor and I don't limit myself in terms of what I'm able to do for the rest of my life. Life is, I think a lot of people look at life and think that you can only do this for a certain period. And then from then on, you can then move on to do this. And then from, no, I don't think we build like that as human beings. I think you can balance a lot more than what you think you can. So I know for a fact medicine is a field that I will continue to do, but at the same time, I will do a lot more because I think providing a service, especially within health, it's not going to be limited to just medicine. I think there's so many different ways to do it. And social media, I think, is a really important platform and quite a pivotal and innovative one to be able to provide health education and service to people who can't actually reach it. So. I don't think my future is going to be limited to just medicine. There's a lot more that I'm going to do, but I'm definitely still going to be in the medical field. I mean, listen, you can do it all. <laughs> you can definitely do it all. I totally believe you and I totally believe you because I'm just looking at you and you're so incredibly beautiful and smart and driven <laughs> that I can only imagine you walking into a patient must think he's a bloody angel's walked in. So... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the life. I don't look like this. <laughs> I don't look like this when I'm on a normal day, trust me. Nothing <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, and um, on that note, I actually, I had such a laugh the other day when I saw this new trend with doctors and social media. I don't know if you've seen it. It's where people are having this outro of, like this outrage of, um, of doctors not like, or basically people looking down on doctors running or well, posing in bikinis or costumes. And I'm like, really? but, but also fascinating that there's so much shit and important things happening <laughs> that this is a, yeah. Oh, like I love and hate social media at the same time. Yeah. No, I agree. You can love, I think you can love and hate it for the longest time. I sort of hated, I was probably part of those people who was like, okay, you can only do this for a certain, and then after 
I don't know when it was, but I reached a moment where I was like, actually, social media has such a beautiful platform. If you choose to focus on the negative, you'll only see the negative aspects of it. But when you look at how many things you've been able to accomplish with just social media, it's crazy. So, I mean, whether your doctor's posing in a bikini, it's fine. That's her life. She can do that. (laughs) You know, it's to each their own. And at the same time, let's just focus on the positive because that's a good place. Totally. And I think that's also just part of the world that we are moving towards and living in. And a couple of years ago, I'm sure like my perception in the past would have also initially gone like, ooh, profession, like posing. But yeah, it's just it's people need to get with the times and like you say with social media and the benefits thereof and the education and just simply you being you and inspiring on your platform and sharing knowledge is um incredible how far it can go and grow and influence um and then end off i wanted to hear from you if there was sort of a takeaway from a struggle in your past or painful experience or anything that you found challenging that you saw um as your biggest learning in life or takeaway that you would like to share sure um if i had to think of one from the top of my head it was probably the passing of my father so he passed away when i was 12 from cancer and at the time, I didn't really know much about esophageal cancer, how I was 12 years old. I didn't know anything about what is cancer, what is the disease. But when I look back and see how far I'm in medicine, I sort of could trace back and think to myself, okay, there's a lot we could have actually done to prevent him, you know, getting so far um, within cancer and passing away from it. You know, there are all these treatments that we didn't know back in the day all these interventions that we didn't know about back in the day. So I don't look at it as a failure in a way, because I don't believe there are any failures in life. They're only lessons. I think that it's something that needed to happen because it kind of pushes me every single day. I don't, every day when I wake up and I go into work, I don't want to meet someone who, you know, should have or could have heard of something. So I'm very passionate about health education and informing people about their health so that they're able to make informed choices about their health because I've had the experience of not knowing what something is and being in a family that wasn't as educated or didn't understand what was happening but yet could have done something. So it's something that drives me because I'm like, if people know what's going on in their body, if people know what a diagnosis is and what type of treatments are there, they're able to make the right choices and decisions to get or seek help. So that experience is something that definitely motivates me in my field to always want to provide any type of health education or health knowledge to people because the more you know, the more you can do. I'm a firm believer in that. So, yeah. That's one moment, I think. That's an amazing message, and and I think you're still you're already achieving great things, and I think your future and what you still are going to achieve is going to be incredible, whether you know and feel all of it or not. I really believe so, and I'm so grateful that you have taken the time to chat to me today especially with your busy schedule, Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for you.
Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's been, I've been looking forward to this. Listen, since you first messaged me, I was looking forward to this. So I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. All the best. Bye. This episode of The Stream was brought to you by OLX South Africa. For more information on their competition, visit OLX South Africa on Facebook and Twitter to find out how you can enter the hashtag OLX Hone Your Hustle competition which is launching next week. Hashtag live more with OLX.